Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen, and I head up branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. Hi. Okay, so we're doing something a little bit different on the podcast today. We get obviously tons of designers in here and um, we have had some requests from listeners that they want us to maybe deep dive into a particular topic. Um, you know, because I think a lot of times we talk about lighting, for example, here and there, but we don't have it all sort of wrapped up in one episode. Mm-hmm. So we have our in-house lighting experts, Valerie and Roger, here today. Mm-hmm. That's Valerie. And that's Valerie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also known as Richard. Don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they are going to answer all of our many questions and try to yeah. essentially. We're going we're to do our best. Mm-hmm. This episode will be 12 hours long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So buckle up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Valerie is our merchant, but she's also, I mean, you sort of lead like, what styles do we have? What colors are they going to be? What sort of, sort of like more of the aesthetic Right, so I manage the lighting assortment at Ballard and do um, work with a couple of teams to design and produce new products for the assortment. Like this chandelier? Hello, beautiful. What about those lights back there? That was before my time, but they're lovely. Just take the credit. (laughs) (laughs) And then, Roger, you do all of more of the technical aspect. You take care of um, making sure everything in our store is is hung and lit exactly. and wired properly. Right. The lighting in the retail stores and also when it comes to what Valerie does, she, I call Valerie and her group the pretty. Mm-hmm. They do the pretty part of it and I do the mechanics. So I'm concerned about how does the hardware go together? How easy is it going to be for someone to install it, an electrician or a DIY? Because I'm sure a lot of our customers likely install the chandeliers themselves. So it's just making sure the um, that it goes together well. Because in addition to the lighting part of it, I also write the assembly instructions for mm. almost all of Ballard's items that require assembly. Lighting. Give them your personal notes. email address right now. Right. So if they Indeed. have any issues, they exactly. follow up with yes. you. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in the process of assembly every day. You know, So when it comes to lighting, it's the, it's the back of house stuff that I'm more interested in and that I like. Although I do like lighting as well. I love it. It's a passion. Are there things that you want to do in design <clears> that you can't do because Roger stops you? Because they're logistically um, not possible? No, we usually go to Roger to get help with how we should construct something to make it as easy as possible to be installed for the light bulb to be able to change, et cetera. So he's really helpful think, in that way. And we've only ever hit heads, I think, at the at the canopy level, you know, at the part where it connects to the ceiling, mm. because she'll want a rotted chandelier that has like a pipe that goes all the way down. She wants the pipe to go all the way to the canopy because it of aesthetics, but when it comes to installation, it's better to have like a loop of chain or what we call a lock buckle 
He at wants the top. that big ring, and it's see, not pretty. You, you hear the way she says <laughs> that? Oh, but no. There's not a lick of judgment in that. <laughs> that big ring. Yeah, it's a ring. But it makes it easier for an installer. They can see the cord when they're trying to get it through. But we've compromised. We negotiate, yes. We do. We do a really good job with that. And pivot bars, you know, to make sure that you can, like in the instant, for this light up here, for the Brinkley, getting the light bulb straight. You know, sometimes mm. they're not exactly straight. So I've talked them into putting a pivot. So that you can pivot the bar lights around to make them straight. These are all things that I did not even oh. know existed. Is that no. so if you are like I. you hang it on an angled ceiling, the actual chandelier will hang straight? An angled ceiling or for whatever reason, let's say that the it's shipped and for some reason it got slightly bent. You know, mm-hmm. the, not that it's going to get that bent, but it just it's a little bit off. You know, some people it's look at something perfect. and mm-hmm. you go that just doesn't look right to me and I, if I could just move that so it's so that we have the flexibility so you to can move it. it. You can judge it and you can clean it. That's the other part of it is making it easy to clean. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Well, how about we start with how much light you need? Because I think that is something that, especially when we get questions and people send in photos of their house, and granted, they're not necessarily lighting it properly just to take the photos, but that's a question we get a lot. How much light do you need? How much is, is there such a thing as too much? And you can look Mm -hmm. around the photo too and say, oh, they only have one lamp. Trip, that room is way underlit. Yeah. I don't think there's really such a thing as too much. Um, I think it needs to be layered. So mm-hmm. I think you have your general overhead lighting, and then you have your task lighting, your accent lighting. So you want the lighting coming from all different areas of the room. And then um, something that we talked about is, you know, you can really use a dimmer to help. If it is crazy bright in that room, you can yeah. really pull it down to the level that's attractive to everyone. But I think it really depends on your end goal for that room you know if it's at a work desk you want to have that task lighting right you know you want to start with the overall chandelier that gives off general light um but then you want to be able to really focus or if you're trying to show off a piece of art you want to really show that with a picture light or a sculpture with up lighting um so i think you kind of have to layer it on to make it it look really warm yeah so should it is it a rule of thumb that it should be at different levels in the room physically do you mean like, the hanging the light? Well, no, I mean, like, should or, I have something up high and then lights around here and then lights around here? I've never looked at lighting like that myself, you know, and I know I'm a lifelong oh, no one, no lighting. No one listening knew what I was doing with my Lighting hand, person. But but yeah, tall, different levels. <laughs> so, yeah, something near the ceiling, something like mid-level and something near the floor. I've never done it. I've layered light in, in the room, I guess, at eye level or lower, you know, or, you know. Do you not believe in ceiling lights? You mean as far as <laughs> Some mean, people don't. like a hanging, a well, hanging like, light? Well, can lights. Can lights, yeah. I think here's how I look at can lights. There's there's two there's there's some rules to can light for me. The number one rule is if you have can lights, which I like to have them, they're in my house, have them on a dimmer. Yes. That's preach. most important. Mm. Yeah. And for me, you may not like this, but I call them the cleaning lights. Those are the lights <laughs> that come on for cleaning. And you know, I don't use them very often. Now in one of my rooms, I put in I, do you guys know what trim is when it comes to can lights? Cans Just are tell us. well. A can. <laughs> There's a hole in my ceiling. Yeah. We want you to tell us. Anyway. Well, they call they call it a can light for a reason because it really when you take the trim, the little ring off, it yeah. is just looks like a can stuck in the ceiling, mm-hmm. and that's where the socket is and the light bulb. But that trim you can take off. So if you're in your home and you don't like the way your your lights look, you more than likely can remove the trim and change huh. it. And so what I did in my house is changed a lot of the standard downlight cans to directional. Their new LED directional um, lights. 
trim sets that just snap in. You just plug them into the existing cans up there, push them in, and then you can aim these onto a piece of furniture. You can put them onto art. We turned them for the Christmas tree this year. We aimed two of them oh. right onto the Christmas tree so we could dim the lights and we put a dimmer on the Christmas tree so we could dim the lights on the tree and then illuminate the tree so you could see the ornaments. So mm-hmm. I think cans serve a purpose like that. That's how I like them. I like them in the kitchen and yeah. I like them in the living room, kind of on bookshelves. I like them on my like countertops while I'm working. So and for you to sharing purposes yes. or to highlight something. Right. I like them for those two purposes, but then for other tasks or anything, I like, you know, to spice it up a little bit with a cute accent lamp. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Oh, the thing that I did at my house is I painted that little trim kit. To match the ceiling. Okay, great. Oh. Yeah. I have two rooms have particularly dark ceilings, and it was like white lifesavers. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're sticking out. Mm-hmm. So it really helped a lot. That's well, smart. if you've yeah. looked, if you have been to a, a big box store and taken a look at what trims available now with, with LED technology, when you're existing cans, you can change the trim. But some of the LEDs are these panel lights, which are just flat. I mean, it changes. There's no more lifesaver. There's a small ring, but it's more flat with the ceiling. Okay. And that entire part illuminates. So there's not some ugly, what we call a reflector bulb, you know, that you're looking at an ugly bulb up into up in the ceiling. It's, it's more smooth. So there's a lot more options with that. As well. Okay. So I know that it kind of differs room to room. Like as a general rule, how many light sources do you need? I mean, cans and a lamp, is that enough? Or are we talking, I know um, one time Miles told us 13, which seemed Mm kind of crazy. I've heard seven a lot. Um, I think, you know, if you think about it and if you want your chandelier, you want like two table lamps, you have maybe a couple of cans, but I mean, you can probably drop it down to like, three to five, but yeah. I think anything less than three is not very great. It's not enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have you guys heard the term, and I'm sure it's been around a long time, but um, light fixtures or hanging lights, I guess, in particular impendence, are the jewelry of the house, mm-hmm. jewelry of home decor. Yeah. That's how I look at them. So with that said, I don't use a hanging light as a primary light in a room. I never do. Even in mm. the dining room, there's a chandelier, but it's on a dimmer and I will dim that down as low as I can get it till it's practical. But again, layer with buffet lights, um, lamps in the room that they're all on dimmer. So it's it's layered in. I'm reluctant. I'm not one that's going to put in, you know, really bright bulbs in a chandelier and turn it up full bright because you can't see it. These ladies spend a lot of time designing the lighting here at Ballard. And so when you see how pretty those chandeliers are, you want the lights to be dim enough so you can enjoy it and look at it as a piece of art, see the structure of it, not be blinded by it. Oh, like so you're looking at the bright, it's... So it glows at you and you can't see it. Yeah. Oh, Blind you. Right. Yeah. Well, I, it's an interesting point about not thinking of your chandelier as your light source. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought about it that way, but it is a good point. You should kind of get more of your lighting from, like, don't rely on your one fixture to light the entire room. Right. You're going to yeah. layer in. Right. Yeah. So you, if you have that a reading lamp. You know, put it near a chair for reading. You know, you want to accent. You, there's a dark corner you want to draw your eye to. She mentioned art lighting. Mm-hmm. I love art lighting. I love to have something on the wall that, like, I have relics on the wall, like an old, in the uh, part, um, it's the interior of a player piano is on the wall. And that's illuminated. So you're looking at all these intricate workings and it's illuminated. It really draws your eye to it. And it will illuminate the floor and any furniture in that area. Even a table surface is illuminated by art lighting. So it's a great way to, mm-hmm. to layer lighting mm-hmm. into. Any dead corner i think if you add a light it suddenly 
has more life. Right. Yes, it brings the energy for sure. Mm -hmm. I also think of it as, well, especially lamps, I feel like are the most flattering. Mm -hmm. So well, that is what- bulb you put in them. Right. True, True, but it's it's more flattering to have the light come at your face from eye level versus down. So it adds 10 years. Yeah. Right. So for everyone that invites me over, please just turn your lamps on. Especially vanity lights. I mean, they really say like you should put them on either side if you have the room in your bathroom instead of overhead. It's just so much more flattering Mm -hmm. to the face while you're getting ready. Well, the most flattering is reflective lighting, in my opinion, like putting a um, reflector bulb in a lamp, like a table lamp. What does that mean? Instead of putting a standard bulb in, you put a directional reflector um, bulb, you know, like you put in a can light. You just put that in your lamp. So it's... What what does it look like? What does it look like? It throws... Well, like when you're looking at a can light, if you look up at a can light, it's the bulb that looks like a headlamp in a car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that, Uh you know what I'm talking about? That shape. But if you put that in your lamp socket, all that light goes up to the ceiling and it all reflects back down into the room, which I think is a very soft light. It's still coming from above, but it's because it's reflective, it's not as harsh. It doesn't throw the shadows. It doesn't add those years. It actually is a little flattering to have reflective light. Yeah. For all those <laughs> selfies you take, Karen. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, if I get on I'm so line beautiful. and I Google reflector bulb. It's if you it's, look, yeah. If you look, if you're looking online for that, it's going to be what we call a PAR bulb. Um, some people just say PAR, but it's for parabolic something reflector or something mm-hmm. but it's got it you call yourself an expert yeah. Come on. It's, got, it's got it it's got a built-in reflector but it looks like a headlamp they're very common and you can get them in led as well but that's something i used and to do dimmable and low wattage and all kinds of stuff. yeah and i know you guys and i noticed on your agenda you want to talk about um light bulbs and that's a whole different story but yeah it's that's I think, his favorite light yeah. bulbs well let's get into it make or break yeah, they oh, do. Oh, you can you, and make or break. I mean, I look at some of these beautiful chandeliers we create, and I've seen some of the color of LEDs people put in them, and and no judgment, but no, it doesn't look good. It's ugly. Yeah. I must okay. tell you I that yeah. oh. my husband just replaced all the cans in our kitchen, and oh, we God. came home, and they're all blue. Nope. And my mm-hmm. seven-year-old said, oh, "Why go. does it look like Target in this room?" Here we go. And he <laughs> said, "This light is for function. I'm chopping. I'm cutting. I need to see it. You have the adjoining room, which is the living room. It can be all warm and nice and happy here." I'm getting down to business. Well, so he thinks he needs the blue. blue. It's functional? Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. sometimes in the big box stores, they have like little words on them that say, relax, task. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of like really their water, their temperature. Right. Yeah. Instead of their, what their temperature is. Ooh. And so, so I think it, it's like, I don't want to relax. Right. He's like, no, I'm blue. getting down to yeah. business. Right. So. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. I'm so I don't have time. What do I need? 2700 is the key number. Yeah. Oh, so we're going to go into LEDs now? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's talk about it. Oh, okay. So LEDs are so fun. I think what's happened is because all of us have <laughs> grown up with light bulbs and we speak of light bulbs, brightness and wattage, mm-hmm. that's the language we speak. Right. And right. Right. You guys probably already know this. And it's but wrong. It is. Well, it's antiquated it, was, now. it yes. was correct at the time, but wattage is actually the amount of energy or power that a bulb is using. Okay. So it uses 60 watts of power. It's very inefficient. So like a standard 100 watt light bulb, it produces, I think it's 2% of it is light and 98% of it is heat. Wow. So, so that's, we're paying to make heat when really all we want yeah. is light? I mean, can have you ever had a 100 watt light bulb on yeah. for a while and incandescent and then try to unscrew it? You can't touch it. Christmas yeah. light bulbs, all of that stuff would burn mm-hmm. things. It would burn lampshades, yes, for sure. which we know from our lamps. Yes. And 
critical radius. Another Is that why our Christmas trees die term. with the old lights on them? Because they were burned to and death. And they don't by have lights. any roots. Yes. But even little incandescent <laughs> mini lights could have could be the roots. It should be the roots. Chopped down yeah. and all. Well, sorry, go ahead. Richard. No, that's okay. So <laughs> because we've been trained on wattage, what the manufacturers of the LEDs have done for us is when you go like into a Home Depot or a Lowe's and you go to the light bulb aisle, you'll see LED on the package and you'll see 60 watt and LED 40 watt, LED 100 watt. Well, they're not. It's You can use this rule. It's like 10%. So if it says on, the, on an LED box, 100 watts, it's not going to use 100 watts of energy. It's going to use approximately probably 12 to... 15 watts, something in there. But it's just trying to tell our old brains how bright, bright it is. Right, because right. we're thinking, we look at 100 watts, and we think, oh, we know how bright that is because we trained in incandescence, but it, it doesn't work that way. When you're buying an LED, you're 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 talking lumens, right. you know, which I think it's, when you're buying an LED, it's, I use CBD. Everybody knows what CBD is. You know, <laughs> yeah, CB, what is it? CBD oil, yeah. So it's <laughs> color, brightness, and is it dimmable? That's the D. So okay. is it dimmable? Because I think it's very important that you always buy LEDs that, that are dimmable. Because if they aren't, you're gonna they're gonna blink and flash and do all kinds and of stuff. And you're gonna look old. You're yes. gonna look crazy. Yes. Yes. Most you importantly, you're gonna look Let's crazy. Yeah, you're gonna look crazy. So, <laughs> so when you go in there, we were just talking about color. So color is is. Um, well, we'll talk about the C, color. Color is um, Kelvin. And Kelvin is a temperature. And if you remember mm -hmm. science class, we talked about things. You don't remember science class. Science class. Karen didn't go to class. Yeah, she did. <laughs> oh, yeah. just yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kidding. She's we need to talk about this. <laughs> That's another, another podcast. Yeah, different How podcast. I disappointed my parents. <laughs> Karen Mooney would not go to school. Yes. So different. fill her in on the yeah, yeah. Tell us more. So Kelvin is a temperature reading for, for heated metal, heated steel. So if you think about heating a piece of a small piece of steel, when you heat it up, when it's first when it's cool, it's orange. Mm -hmm. And as it gets hotter and hotter, you've heard the term white hot. Yes. So the higher the Kelvin number, the whiter and bluer the color is. So it's going to be white hot. So Kelvin, just think of it as degrees and temperature. If it's cool, like if you get an 1800 Kelvin bulb, it's going to be like Halloween orange. Mm. And if you get a 6000 Kelvin bulb, it's going to be blue white, like operating room kind of lighting, stimulating. Oh, so I just knew I like 2700, but I didn't know why. 2700, what they've done is they've gone back to incandescent terminology and calling it warm white or soft white. So when you're looking in the in the store, you'll see those terms, soft white or warm white. What I do is look at the box and it has like what looks like a nutrition label on it. Like you, if you're going to mm -hmm. look how many calories are in something and it'll have the, it'll tell you how many lumens it is and it will tell you what the color temp is. And that color temp, Kelvin is usually on a scale, like a temperature scale with a little arrow and it tells you where it falls. Most of the time when you're trying to mimic an incandescent, which is what I recommend with all of our um, Ballard fixtures, because I write the instruction sheet, is choose 2700 Kelvin because it's warm white. And mm -hmm. it is the most flattering to you and your skin tones. It's the most flattering to the finishes that they spend so much time trying to finalize on. So, mm -hmm. it, and although there's someone here, and I will not name that person, that works Karen. here at Ballard. Oh. I will not say it, but they love... They love 5,000 to 6,000 Kelvin bulbs. Their entire house, no matter what the fixture is, a lamp. It feels it has, so cold. You've got to tell us. Right. Yeah, they now you have to tell it too. Well, I can't tell you who it is because I'd have to name them and I'm not naming them, but they're on my team. 
but so that's narrowed it down. He's listening to this podcast, so he knows who he is. I told him that I would mention it. Oh Lord! Well, the cool thing about it on our website is that for all the bulbs that we sell, we sell only LED bulbs, and for each one, the alternate image on the product page really shows that Kelvin temperature scale as well as the equivalent um, incandescent. So it kind of guides our customer through um, the transition from yeah. the incandescent There's some to good LED. information on our website about um, light bulbs. Do, yeah, you, do you only yes. have good ones in the assortment? I mean, do you have the really cool blue ones or just the 27s? Or? We The majority of them are around 2,700. Yeah. Um, we have a couple that are outside, just maybe- They're probably 3,000. Yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, for the most part, we have that. And then also on, there's a little link and it goes to a whole post that talks to you about the language of moving from incandescent to LED and mm-hmm. kind of walks you through all of those things. So those are awesome tools that we have on the website already. Yeah. Oh, yes. You, okay, can. you go. Uh, this is a personal question. I can save it for later. Do you want me to? Is it related to this? Related to light bulbs, sort okay. of. Okay. Well, I just have a question about. I'll, I'll jot it down. Okay. Um, <laughs> I so okay. I have a dilemma in my house. Oh, that so I hers want. is personal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's uh, but it really does. This too. podcast has a dilemma now. We only have this podcast so we can get our own houses. Our own <laughs> house. yeah. It relates. <laughs> right, it relates. Okay, so basically I have these consoles in my living or my kitchen and it says to have a 40 watt bulb in it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's not enough brightness. Mm-hmm. So my question is, is it bad to get a higher wattage than what it suggests? Can we disobey okay. the instructions? Yes. Yes, that's a good you, question because that is on my list of notes. Yes. And and would you like to take that one? No, I know you love bulbs, but you can switch over to LED. Yeah. So and then, then you can get a brighter look and not it. burn down your house. So yeah. when it's that's on right. there, when it's referring to wattage, it's just referring to heat. Is that it's, what it's well, to? when when we go back to what we said about what I said about wattage, wattage is energy. So a socket, when our vendors create a socket and wiring, it's designed to handle a certain amount of energy before it will overheat, burn, catch on fire, look mm. like a toaster. So if it says a sixty watt max, that's that's a sixty watt. That's how much energy it can handle before it will overheat. It can probably handle a lot more, but that's its max. So if you're looking at an LED, and let's go back to being in the store, and we see one hundred watt. LED. Well, again, you used a 10% rule. That's about 10 watts. So it's only going to use 10 watts of energy through that 60 watt or 100 watt limit socket. So you're totally fine. You can, like in your case, you could go up to, you could use a 100 watt equivalent LED in a 40 watt socket or a 25 watt socket for that matter, because it's not going to pull enough energy out to really ever damage the wiring or the socket. So you can go. Because it's on a dimmer. Yeah. So I want sometimes to go real bright, like if I'm cleaning my kitchen. Right. But sometimes I want it to be a little low and moody. Do you have moody. LED bulbs? You know, I don't know. Yeah. They're not bright enough though. And and I whatever you do, see, have here's the thing. Not right now. Okay. I sent my husband to the hardware oh, store to get the bulbs, which is the problem. You should go to our website. Yeah. yeah. We have good bulbs. So, anyways. Okay, well, I'm so glad Wait, to know well, that. Now we have to know the Karen. Yeah, Karen. Because Karen's I do right. still yes. feel like that was personal. It's your turn. Really. Let's hear your dilemma. Okay. Why do I have this one particular lamp that has three LED bulbs in it, a floor lamp, and it has a built-in dimmer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I dim it, not all, not all the time when I dim it, it buzzes. Why does it do that? It buzzes at the bulb? Uh-huh. Okay. Are the bulbs dimmable bulbs? Have well, you checked? Well, they dim. 
Yeah, they some LEDs will dim and they'll do that humming sound. I think anytime you hear a humming sound inside of a light bulb, it's not probably not a good thing. That it's means there's good. something electrically happening in there and it's probably going to get it's going to overheat, which you probably just need to check your bulbs because sometimes a, a bulb an LED that's not dimmable will dim, but Really? Yeah. It just isn't properly dimming. Sometimes they blink and flash. Yes. Someone's raising their hand. Yes, you Me next. My question was next. You can finish yours. Um, (laughs) I have an old lamp. Antique, per se. Mm -hmm. Can I use an LED lamp? in it an led without hurting it at all yeah as long as it fits in the socket yeah Yeah. it's not going to heat it up right i love leds for that reason yeah so in addition to working at ballard i have a i I have another my own little lighting business and it's a um i do lamp repair so i have people in here in atlanta who do intake for me at a store and i pick these things up on the weekend and do these repairs it is Shocking, no pun intended. How many sockets are completely damaged by overheated? They're, they're, they used a socket that was too high. Like I had a an enclosed Tiffany Tiffany replica lamp where they had, it said seven watt only. They had put a forty watt a forty watt incandescent uh, chandelier bulb inside this lamp. It had cooked the socket, cooked the wiring. Everything was cooked. So if you're using incandescent bulbs, it's imperative that you follow the instructions and deal with the wattage limitations. Yeah, but now with LEDs, that's really a non-issue, and right. I love it because you can put a, a very bright bulb in a small enclosed compartment. I mean, some LEDs will tell you you can't orient them. You have to. You can't orient them downward. They have to be oriented upward. You need to read the box, and sometimes they can't be in an enclosed space because when we talked about earlier that an incandescent bulb is two percent efficient, an incandescent gives two percent of light for ninety eight percent of heat. A an LED bulb is twenty percent efficient, so it's twenty percent light with that eighty percent heat. So there is some heat with an LED. It's typically in that base, and again, you more than likely don't want to put it in any completely enclosed space that doesn't allow the heat to dissipate. So that's something mm. to think about. Okay. I have a question about the way light bulbs look because sometimes some LED bulbs have that weird spirally thing. Some of I've them have- them up now, which is good. Well, well you're thinking about the, CFLs. The fake case oh, on them. That's a compact not... fluorescent. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, wait, what's I'm the difference? Explain. On, please. No, go ahead. No. You're the bulb. You I have plenty of questions bed. for Valerie in a second. About oh, good. So okay, so then I'll have lamp. my yeah. turn to be yeah. quiet. Finish up yes. your, lamp, your light thank bulb Thank you, talk. thank you. Yeah, compact fluorescence what you're talking about with oh, the curly okay. bulbs. Yeah, and the curly bulbs had mercury in them and traces of mercury. So if you broke it, you had to call, you we know, bring them. We should have them, throw them away. I wouldn't, I don't have any of those in my house. Although I have them for photography. I have these 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 photography lights, what you guys have in my house, but oh. they're they're in, in my studio. But the um, they have those because they're super bright and white. But um, yeah. Yeah, if you're using those in lamps, I would just not use them anymore. I'd just get rid of them. I Discontinue think use. Take them to Pronto. a recycling center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so LEDs LED are safer as they're, well. They're they're more efficient too. They're they're using they're using ten percent of the energy of a bulb. A one hundred watt bulb is using one hundred watts of energy. A one hundred watt equivalent LED is going to brightness is going to use about ten watts. Okay. And Steve and I changed our entire house out to LED in our old home before we moved. When you looked at the graph, you know, Georgia Power gives you the graph of how much power you used last December versus this December. Mm-hmm. It was crazy really? how much less power we used in the house, how much huh. energy the LA, the uh, bulbs great. were taking up because I'm a lighting guy. So I love to layer in lots of lamps at night. Like, I turn on all my lamps at night because I like all rooms to be illuminated. I right. like to see my Karen, house. Karen, Karen, you, you do need, that too. I do. There are no dark rooms. I like to set the mood in the house. Nice. Yeah. The whole house, so right? Yeah. Even um, the guest room, the lights yeah, are on in there. Yeah, because if you yeah. look in there and it's not pretty, it's depressing. Oh, my. 
I'm the same way. I don't like to see a dark room. It just makes me sad. Yeah. And I even have a a go to bed setting. (laughs) Wait, so it's your go to bed setting. Well, I turn off the lights in the in the main rooms, but in the rooms that face the street, I have a very dimly lit lighting program that I do. (laughs) I love you. Are any of these on timers? No, or you don't need to do that. She manually walks. So wait, what if you're not in town? Then it's well. I if I leave town, I have also a different lighting setup that I do, which <laughs> because I want it to look like I'm home, but not yes. obvious. Yeah, like that. It's- so again, back to Home Alone, you put the guys in the front I window dancing. I do. In the front. I have, uh-huh. On a train, Michael yes. Jordan. Yes, yes. I knew it. I knew uh-huh. it. <laughs> I should do more of that. We're really bad about as soon as it's seven thirty, taking our kids upstairs. We shut down the whole first level, and our neighbors are. What always do you like, go hide in a corner? We go upstairs and we don't come back down, but we've like oh. shut down the bottom <laughs> level. Oh my goodness! Our, my neighbors are like, you guys are crazy. Like your whole house is like. Shut down. down. Yeah. So we can rob the bottom floor. Right. Of the so I'm like, oh, yeah. Maybe I should. <laughs> maybe I should do that. So at least they don't think we're that Gone. sad. All right. Are we done with bulbs? I have, I have <laughs> some scale questions. questions so just big. to reiterate, before we leave this. <laughs> we're not done. We're not yeah. done. Go ahead. No, I just want to make sure I want to go back to CBD when you're looking for bulbs. Because I know this is the thing. Oh, so we did repeat it. Color. In color, brightness, brightness. And is it dimmable? So only I buy LEDs that are dimmable. Don't buy non-dimmables. And read that and make sure it's dimmable. So but what if you don't have a dimmable lamp or something? Get a dimmer. You're, that would be my recommendation. If someone was going to decorate their house and they said, what do I need to do to make it? What would be the most optimal thing to do is it put a tabletop dimmer. You know, you can buy those tabletop dimmers. You just plug mm-hmm. your regular lamp into a little tabletop dimmer. Yeah. Get those. Put them on a dimmer. because it's, it's awesome because like Karen said, you can change the mood in your room. Like if you have a cocktail party, you don't want blaring lights in your house. You want to dim your lights down nice and soft. So there's conversation. If you have a fire in the fireplace, you want all that to set the mood. So I would put a dimmer on everything. And with that said, make sure your lights are dimmable, you know, and only buy 2700 Kelvin. That's my opinion, unless it's in a work area. Like I have a, a workshop and that I want it to be like daylight down there. So I they're panel lights and they're 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 6000 kelvin but it's like a skylight and i love that cuz it's very stimulating so those are the three things just in lumens or how bright it is you know okay. so okay oh wait i have one more question okay. so workable surfaces go as high as you can like for task lighting you mean yeah. you mean I would, like you in mean a as high room, as far as color it, or do you mean brightness um say i'm painting what do i want in that light lamp her watercolor she's a watercolor yeah so if you're doing watercolor how do you want to see color because i do i work on a bench as well so i i have two in there i have i have five thousand kelvin overhead but i keep a 2700 kelvin bulb in a like a one of those norris task lamps so i can turn that on so i can look at i can look at my materials and what it would look like in someone's home and not a work light so if you're trying to see Uh, color a certain way i like to paint in the dark i'm really and your stuff is amazing. I'm very talented, I know. Um, so I just wanted to confirm. So both. So both. Okay, good Yeah, job. you could have great. both, depending on how you want to see the color. Yeah. Great. That's yeah. a great yeah. tip. Okay. I want to talk scale of table lamps on okay. my tables, mm. entry tables, and in my living room. How do I not get a dinky lamp or pick the right height, width? What looks good? Mm. There you go. For a table lamp? I'm going table lamps. We'll start like, there. Let's yeah, start there's there. lots yeah. of lamps, but you well, know. for a table, we generally do 27 to 30 inches height, width, height, depth, height with the shade, without the shade. That's with the shade. Okay, so it's with a shade. Mm-hmm. It's about 30 inches. So 
So, and you want your shade to be about twice as wide as your base. So okay. if your base is an eight inch, mm -hmm. then you want your shade to be 16 inch. Okay. So 16 inch is usually what we use um, for table lamps when we're kidding them here at Ballard. Okay. Um, now shape. When do I use a shade that has a pattern or when do I use a solid mm, color? Yeah. When do I just stick with white. the white? I'd say white is when you want to get the most light filtering through. Okay. So the fabric usually, I mean, it, the light kind of comes through and filters pretty evenly on a white shade. Whereas if you have a pattern, I love the look of that, but you're not going to get, it's not going to be a reading light as right. much, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be more for aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you have mm -hmm. metal, it's not going to let any um, of the light mm -hmm. come out on the sides. It's only going to go on the top and the bottom. And you could have like even like a laser cut in the metal. So then it has really mm -hmm. great shadows on the walls or the right. ceiling. So you kind of have to take all of those things. Something that we have right now that's been really popular is our um, woven shades. So we have some um, rattan shades that we were really is that successful. How you say it? It's not rattan. 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 Oh, rattan. I say rattan. <laughs> rattan. Okay. I simply love your rattan shades. Yes, it's fabulous. <laughs> so we okay. had them in chandelier shades last year, and so this year we brought them in lamp shades, and um, really just the the weave filters the light, and it makes it look very textural, um, and it's you're not going to see it like a white fabric shade you're not going to get as much light out and i imagine too if something is um pleated yeah that would even be less light too because That's there's correct. just layers there's of fabric layer. mm -hmm. are pleated shades back in uh die I right now they're two. amazing <laughs> amazing <laughs> pleated printed I'm ready. What Bring about it the all. crinkled wow. um, plastic ones from the 80s? Oh, um, wow. Not so much. Not, no, so before we let's think to about take that. the plastic <laughs> off the shades. That is a great <laughs> question and one that I can answer. I'm very technical and I'm going to say yes. Okay. Please oh. take mm. that plastic off. <laughs> yes. um, but really, I mean, we've seen a huge resurgence in the pleated and the patterned um, shades. And I'm really excited that we have a unique assortment at Ballard that most of our competitors have not come close to and um, that it's really hard to find in the marketplace unless you're going with a very specific designer and right. they're getting Custom. something that's only available to the trade. Mm -hmm. um, but we can um, offer that to our customers. Yeah. So it's I, I'm really excited about that in the next year yeah. and what kind of um, patterns. So we work. So with my team, I work with a designer. So um, my designer's name is Zoe, and she does a lot of beautiful artwork that we're having um, digitally printed into fabric and paper shades in this next year. So we're really excited That's, about that. Yeah. But RNA looks great, which Taryn, you drew, right? Uh, the, the little block print. Probably, yes. You, you yes, drew the Anae. Yes. Um, so the pleated Anae Empire shade looks insane mm -hmm. on that, Marco. Oh, what about that. paper? I don't know that we sell any paper ones, but what about paper shades? So How much we, brightness do they give off? And um, I mean, I think it's about, it's probably slightly less than... Um, Probably depends on the color. Fabric, right. So, but the ones that we're doing are mostly white backed. And I guess it depends on how thick your paper is. And, and then if there's a backing, like a styrene plastic backing on it or not. Mm -hmm. okay. um, so, I mean, there's a bunch of factors that would go into it. But we are um, going to start um, selling paper shades this year at Ballard. Okay. So, I just think it's yeah. interesting to think about. I think most people, when they um, pick a lampshade, they are 
purely thinking of aesthetics, but I do think that the it's important to remember just what you were saying about the material and how that is going to determine how much it's getting out, you know, yeah, how much light is getting sure. out. Okay. Yeah. Like if you use metal, I love that look and I always like it when it's gold on the inside, mm -hmm. but you're really, yeah, you're only going to have light below it and above it. And so if you're trying to like light your whole room, yeah, it's so not like going to, yeah. It. yeah. yeah. Well, I do want to say something along those lines too. Um, black shades is another thing. And, and um, we've had this discussion when, when I purchase a black shade, I like, when I turn that light on at night, I don't want to see the light bulb at all. I expect the black shade to be black Total all the time. Blackout. So, you know, there are shades that are fabric black, but they have a white backing. So when you turn them on at night, you're going to get you're going to get some light bleed through that and you're mm -hmm. going to see the weave of the fabric. That's not something I really care for. So that's another thing to consider with your black shades if you want it to be a complete blackout. And another part you just mentioned is paper shades. I have three lamps in the house that have a, it's a cardstock. I call them chalk lamp, chalk shades, because it's almost like a, feels like a chalkboard, but it's, it's, oh. it's a cardboard, if you will, not corrugated, but a cardboard. But what I love about it is that it throws the light up to the ceiling, which is reflective, and it actually throws all the light down. So because I make lamps, the, there's pieces I use underneath there that I want to illuminate like old ceramic or whatever. So it just completely illuminates, um, What's that blue and white stuff called? I always mess that word. Chinoiserie. Oh. That, it illuminates it so beautifully because you don't have any glare in your face. You're just seeing light down onto the object or the table surface and light going up to the scene, which is reflective, which again goes back to being wonderfully nice when you get to my age. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> my ripe old age. <laughs> okay, so circling back to actual lamps, table lamps. Okay. All right, so I know now the general height, but when do I use buffet lamps? Because those are usually like tall, skinny things. And when do I use them? That's also kind of a personal preference. Yeah. I mean, so in my opinion, I mean, it depends on the space that you have. So if you only have a very narrow Thin. space on mm -hmm. your table, you're going to want to go more buffet. If you're not trying to use a big shade that's going to hide a piece of artwork that's back there sitting on top of your buffet, you know, it kind of, there's all these variables, right? I mean, a lot of people used to use just buffet so they could put like, all the food around it and the shade wouldn't be, you know, so I mean, it was <laughs> to be able to use that space, mm -hmm. but yeah. a lot of times now it's really for decoration. So it really is up to your personal preference. I think it's just fine to use a regular table lamp on your buffet. It all comes right. down to the space you have. I mean, if you have a very narrow, like in my dining room right now, I have a piece of art and then I have um, drapery that comes down. I have a pretty narrow space and I don't want to block the art right, we um, that I just put yeah. in there. Right. So I really am probably going to use a buffet, even if, or just a sh table lamp that's just a thinner like little so you think you're going to go tall in that space because you've got artwork and you've got wall and then you got drape um drapery or curtain panels i got schooled on curtains and drapery mm -hmm. in this podcast thank That's you very right. much thank you, Tom, but so there are curtain panels and so i've seen that picture so you're going to put tall and thin or skinny lamps they're I not short so, ones so because okay. my main focus of the room is the art and i don't want to block it by big shades mm -hmm. yeah, so that makes sense. i think i'm going to go thinner and more petite with a so that'll make 
a smaller shade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't think there's a rule that you have to because people used to use their buffets, maybe they still do, is put the food out in there so you didn't actually go in the dirty kitchen. Your food was out in beautiful bowls on the buffet. So the lamps are tall above the food. But I don't think that's necessarily a rule because you may like the little lamp, which you guys call the tater tot, which I don't know if tater tot's out yet. But yeah, just a little lamp. But I think you could block with books or something like that and put small lamps on your buffet, you know, just cute, smaller, little, little fat lamps. I think short and fat, short and portion stout. too. You know, mm-hmm. as you're right. like you were saying, if you have a tiny little table, you know, a, mm-hmm. I, I personally wouldn't put like a tall skinny lamp on a tall skinny table. Yeah, that's I feel like it odd. would look, it would feel wobbly. Yep, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe something mm-hmm. like you're saying, a little shorter lamp, right. on something that's tall and skinny, or like my buffet, I have a very large lamp there. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's nothing there and I wanted a little bit more drama, but it's Tight clear glass. That. Yeah. Yeah. And it has so it doesn't take up visual space. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I think it's like everything with decorating. It's yeah. Didn't you mention in one of the podcasts about putting lamps on uh, stands or something like that on pedestals? On Tom Shear's episode. Yes. He yeah. put yes. a lamp oh, on just so a pedestal. Good. I just thought that was brilliant. So I'm looking so, at pedestals yeah, so in my good. house going, where can I put a lamp? Down. It made me nervous. Because <laughs> did they say they were really... Oh, Fancy. Yeah. Karen was like, oh, it was just like a, you know, kind of just like a like pottery a, bag. No, whatever, white. It's just a tiny <laughs> lamp. And Beep. he was like, uh, those were extremely fancy lamps. Mm. We're like, okay, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. But I do think thinking outside the box about where you put lamps, people should do more of like on top of bookcases, <clears throat> like little accent lamps. Yes, there, love that. On, you know, that you use a remote for or they're on a timer mm-hmm. um, on, in your kitchen, on the counter, under the cabinets, mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. Little spots where you would maybe right. in your powder room, if there's a little a little table. table in there with your candle, it has a mm-hmm. little lamp that's always dimly lit for your guests. And I have a little little lamps in my house in several places that are never turned off. They're always on. Even if I'm not upstairs at all, there's still little lamps up there. I know that that little dark spot is illuminated. There's something about it. I'm hey, very psychological. Crazy. Yeah. I'm crazy about lighting. Thank you very much. Oh, no. <laughs> he was meant to be on this podcast. Yes. So. Yes. But David we're definitely Destiny. expanding into more of those little petite guys that yeah. can go on a bookshelf. Yeah, do love those. So we have several coming. coming on this next year that um, I think are really fun. And some have a candelabra bulb base yes. and some have a medium, like regular bulb base. Um, so it can change how small you want your little shade to be. It gives it a totally different look. Yeah. The other thing about lights, too, that I don't think we do very often or often enough is we talk about like pulling all your art down and kind of taking it around your house and rearranging, then everything feels fresh. Do the same with your lamps. Pull them mm-hmm. all into one room. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a good and idea. Then, well, you couldn't because you have 900. Yes. But <laughs> yes. the rest Too of many. us only have 12. But I could right. still move my 900 lamps around. Wow, that looks so good. That's a great idea, though, to <laughs> well, refresh. I yeah, agree. with what you've got. Right. And we've talked about this before, but um, buying them in pairs, even if where you're initially using them is not necessarily it's necessary, mm-hmm. but having a pair is so much more impactful and so you know you can always like split them up but then if you do want to rearrange them right. and you have a console Later table it makes it, s- mm-hmm. it makes it so much more dramatic unless you're a hoarder in which case we don't recommend what do you mean my mother doesn't need any more lamps she's got lamps in her basement but for she days. doesn't listen to oh, podcasts she does. So, she's, so we're fine <laughs> i bet she's got great lamps in her basement too oh mm. i'm kidding she called herself a lamp whore there for a while really? yes or hoarder excuse whore okay right. she, she loved to be a she she loves clarifying just making sure you want to hear she was a hoarder was what Your we were getting at well certain this, people right? have certain things that they she loves lamps you know, like candy. i love her yeah she loves yeah. to meet her well, lamps have yeah. such variety. You know, we think about, mm-hmm. oh, it's a ceramic lamp. Mm-hmm. But I was on a vintage site this weekend just looking what they have. And 
you know, 70s lamps. Mm-hmm. They really had some guts and glory back then, yeah. right? Yeah, and it, it's such a statement. I think embracing a statement in a lamp right. is don't overlook that power that that can. Well, sometimes I think that the works is the of art. Yeah. They can be, mm-hmm. and I love that about a lamp. Yeah. Too, yeah. So my mom just moved um, into a new house, and so she has really like narrowed down everything that she's bringing into this new house. And she has this one lamp that she got for a wedding present, and it's like a ceramic, like '70s. It has this like painting on it of this like flower. You know, it looks like an old like whiskey jug almost. Like it's like this, but it actually, I mean, we we put a new shade on it, and it really. Now, kind of like when you mix it with the right things, it looks really cool and like collected, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So I think you're right. Like they're they're coming back. That's it's all the happening. one thing Miles said you can't not recycle is lampshades. He's like they're bad. Do yeah. not keep an old lampshade. You know, yeah. so if you yeah. get a vintage lamp, the shade more than likely is going to make that lamp look not yes. good. Right. You need to refresh update it. the shade. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So fringe on a lampshade or not? No. Mm, fringe. I'm going to go no. <laughs> no. I'm sure. It can be very boho for yeah. some people, but yeah. um, I like yeah. it clean. I'm yeah. sure someone out there does it well, but. Oh, I'm sure. As a yeah. general rule. Yeah, yeah, sure. There's probably something beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a question, if I may, about cost. Mm. So lamps can be so expensive, you know, $1,000, and then mm-hmm. I can find them for $19. Mm-hmm. Why? What is what's inside of there or what is determining the price point of lamps? Mm-hmm. Is there something inside of ours that's better than some or worse than some? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, so for ours, ours have brass sockets, which is a really great, um, you know, sturdy right. uh, product. Some people have plastic. Well, it's, um, it's called phenolic. Fittings. Yeah, it's a phenol. Yeah, that black looks like it looks like plastic. And those are always on less expensive lamps. Right. So a lot of things you might get at home goods and you're like, great, two lamps for $50. This is amazing. Right. Um, I mean, it really is about the quality of the lamp. I mean, I think once you get above $300 for a lamp, a lot of times it's you're getting charged for the aesthetic of it. Um, But when you're really looking at the parts, I mean, you want to make sure that you have good quality materials, you know, and then a lot of times the way that the cord um, comes out of the lamp, mm-hmm. I'll see um, that it just comes straight out of the socket. And a lot of times when you're looking online, you don't, they air, you know, they, yeah, they color yeah, correct the cord mm-hmm. out. So you're like, oh, this is beautiful. And you're not even thinking about the function and then you have to plug it into something. So then you get it home and you're like, wait, this b- big black cord's coming right out of the socket. So it's something that we definitely try to look at here. If we can, we're willing to spend a little bit more to make sure the product looks really clean and finished when we get it. Yeah, and, and you look at the quality. And, and for me, looking at a lamp and considering a lamp for purchase, that how that socket looks, even though it can be under a shade typically, I want a solid brass socket. I don't want some junky socket. I want it to have a um, the key, the on-off key mm-hmm. on there, the, the thing you turn. I want that to be also brass and feel really heavy. Mm-hmm. And with our lighting, even the harp and the saddle, the saddle where the harp connects at the socket, that is high quality and it doesn't flop. You know, sometimes you put a harp into some saddles and it, it moves around and the shade shakes when you touch the socket. doesn't happen with, with the lighting that we sell or with, you're paying for that. You know, you're paying for the... Mm-hmm. The, the quality of the, the materials. Well, I think we should talk about harps before we. Well, we. I feel I like that'll be before you talk. I mean, before we end the episode. Right. <laughs> well, I have a question sort of about harps. that. Well, it's 
similar. But I was curious when you are picking out a shade, and this is related to the harp, um, sometimes I'll see photos or like be at someone's house and you can see like the bottom of the, what it saddles, the saddle. what you called the saddle, it, yeah. or the me. neck. Yeah, so talk absolutely. about how, where the bottom of your shade should hit on your light. You know, because you if you don't have, if you have the wrong yeah. size heart, we do a lot of that. Right? Yes, so yes, you can adjust that, um, and some of that's personal preference. But they're really the guide that we use here. So my assistant Jamie and I do the fitting um, of the lamps um, and the shades, and that's something that we're constantly in the warehouse. We're bending like halfway, so we'll stand up, we'll bend kind of over at our waist, <laughs> look like just above like a table, you know, like basically where you'd be sitting, there was a lamp on a table beside you. And we want to- a question, why don't you get a chair and just sit in it? Just curious. Well, then my legs would not be in such great shape. No, uh, they, it's for the glutes, Karen. It's for the exactly. glutes, apparently. Work, so, go but, for the burn. It's a burn. Thing. We always stand up, we bend at the waist, we look down, and we want just a tiny bit of the neck to be showing but not enough so you see the saddle and all those inner workings of your shape. Yeah. Okay. So um, we like we don't want it to look like it's eating the base. So we don't want the the harp to be too short where the shade is like coming down and you're not seeing any neck. Okay. We like to just see like a tiny bit of neck. Okay, you're holding up your but fingers. No. Are we saying like a centimeter, so two centimeters? Like That's an angel neck. neck. It's a mock neck. There, there you go, we go, girl. Wow. I like just to see now, like a little like neck. an inch Somebody's and a half, showing up. an inch inch and a half of the neck. <laughs> No saddle, and but I want to see a neck. So I don't want it to eat the base, okay. and I don't want it to be too high. Right. So we okay. can use different, all lamps come with so, a harp, right. but I don't have to keep that harp. I can get any size yes. harp if my shade, like if I want a shade and it needs to be a little lower right. down to the lamp mm -hmm. or higher up, I can just get a different size harp. So yeah, yeah and we can really change. So it, a drum might only be 11 inches tall, whereas the empire Fire. might be 10 mm -hmm. inches tall. So that's gonna change the, the way. Harp. So yeah. if, if you're looking at a base and you can't decide which shade, first you need to get the shade and put it on with the harp to see where it falls. So when we kit it, and online you're picking out your base, your full lamp, so it has your base and your shade on it, rest assured that we've already gone through the process to make sure it hits to the right place. Mm -hmm. Yes. If not, and you don't like the drum shade or whatever we've paired it with, feel free to choose from our selection of a million other shades, but know that you might have to spend another $5 and grab another harp to make mm -hmm. it appropriate for that base. Yeah, yeah. And selecting a harp, you know, I have a lighting studio, so I have an, I have an array of harps in my house, so I just take it downstairs and set it on the bench, you know, and fit my lamps. But if you're a regular person who doesn't have that, I would recommend you take your lamp base to a lamp shade, where you're gonna buy your lamp shade. And, you know, typically lamp stores, lighting stores would have that. That way you have your lamp base there. You can fit for the proper harp and fit the shades on it and see what you like. What because if it's the internet? It, the internet <laughs> is going to require some measuring. So yeah, I would consider the height of the shade. Say the height of the shade and then the fit harp? the harp based on that. Yeah. 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 Harps are inexpensive. Yeah, they're inexpensive. Yeah. 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 And also I know in our stores they give you a harp. If you need I hold my lamps in to Ballard, my old one. Yeah, like, we have a lot of customers like, that do that. Yeah, and brought it in, and we have are all there are all the shades in there, mm -hmm. and I like had one Try of the on. assistants help me, and they totally 
Yeah. 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 I mean, they say that we have a lot of people that come into the stores and just so they can play with all the shades. So we try to have the different silhouettes mm-hmm. there so they can mm-hmm. play with the harps and the shades to see what they need. And even if we don't have it in store, then we can just get it from the site. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the biggest mistake you can make with a shade is having it sitting either. It's I call it you call it eating. I call it swallowing, swallowing the base of your lamp or it's too high. Too high is the worst. Yeah. High oh. waters. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. High waters. Although high waters are in, you know, to wear show your yes. socks. But. Um, no not, socks. We don't want to see your saddle. Mm-mm. Your saddle. We do not want to see your saddle. So the saddle <laughs> is the thing that attaches the harp right. to the lamp. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it kind of looks like an upside down horse saddle. It is saddle. like a little saddle. It's like a yeah. little yeah. U shape. Yeah. Little, okay. It's this little guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's what your heart like fingers, fingers are yeah, doing. It's just like in. that. Yeah, this yeah. is this is audio, Valerie. Right. Okay, my bad. I forget sometimes. No, we have video going here too. Let me draw you a picture with my arms. Yes. Okay, I do so have a question about finishes of lighting because okay. something we get questioned a lot around is open floor plans and like selecting essentially more ceiling fixtures, I think is where people get stuck. Yeah. How do you coordinate? Does the style have to match? Oh, if you have finish more than the, one yes. in an open area. Yeah. If you've got, say, okay. you've got kitchen pendants and then you've got a chandelier and then you've got a, you know, so yeah. Valerie's favorite subject. Give us. I love this. Okay. I liked the keyword that you used was coordinate. We like coordinating. We do not like matching. <laughs> so we have um, a very, we have a um, really successful chandelier in our assortment called the bamboo chandelier. <laughs> it's um, got this really nice champagne finish. It's very, um, it looks beautiful and every space. Um, The problem that I could see is someone saying, I love the bamboo so much and over my dining room that I want to put the bamboo right beside it over my island and the pendants that we have. And that's just like matchy matchy. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to do that. In my opinion, Um, I think it should coordinate but not be matchy. So with that kind of thing, I think you play off if you have the bamboo over your dining room right beside it for pendants, you could use something like our Piedmont Lantern um, chandelier, uh, yeah. pendants. It's like a so painted the inside, kind of, So it has different colors on the outside. So you, let's just say you go with the white Piedmont. The inside, has it picks up kind of that brass champagne feel. Right. So they kind of coordinate. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. they're so there's not a matching. thread that's holding right. them together. Right. So find something in common. So something else. So maybe like if you love the Hadley, which is an open lantern. It's an oil rub bronze. It really looks like hand hammered. So if you want to put those pendants over your island, you also maybe want to match that same feeling of the finish. So maybe you try our Luce um, chandelier, which has six arms, but it has kind of that same feel, more of like a rustic. Mm -hmm. You could use shades on it to make it look different or more personalized to that space. But you want something that coordinates. You do not want something that matches. In that realm as well, I think it's great to mix metals. I know, I think in the past we thought, okay, Everything has to be oil rub bronze in this house. I mean, down to the doorknobs, down to the faucets, faucets, Mm -hmm. down to the poles, every, you know, um, fixture. Whereas now I think it's much more acceptable and even encouraged to really mix that up. So it's okay to have brass and with bronze and then your poles can be nickel. I mean, you really don't want to have a cornucopia everything in there but i mean if you have it like two different in a room i think it's totally acceptable it looks like you collected it over time and you didn't go to one store and buy all their brass fixtures that match so when you say colors that are similar like i'm hearing oil rub bronze and brass i'm i'm feeling yellow to brown would you put satin nickel 
with with oil rub bronze or with brass? I mean, you. I, I think you could. I would go more pewter if okay. I was doing it. But I mean, I think you can kind of mix things. I mean, I've seen some great like um, drapery hardware in oil rub bronze, and then a nice light fixture in brass in the same room, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. it works. There's so many metals too. I mean, think if you have a bathroom, you've got a shower faucet, the handle mm-hmm. in your toilet, your cabinet hardware, right. your light. I mean, so expecting to have all of those match seems impossible and you would just drive yourself crazy trying to get your sconce and your and it can be really expensive to change all that out so i mean i think you want to go for more of a timeless look Mm -hmm. i mean for me in the bathroom that's usually chrome it just looks clean it looks classic that's where i head that doesn't mean i mean maybe that's for my faucets and my poles but that doesn't mean i wouldn't put a brass like light fixture into the bathroom i have to say i like in my um in my bedroom, I really loved these sconces that are, it has sort of a black and brass combination arm. Ooh, I love those. But for the ceiling fixture, I had painted my ceiling sort of a silver gray and it was really glossy, but I didn't want anything dark um, because I didn't want to really draw attention to it. Like I didn't want it to be the focal point. And I didn't want any brass because I thought that would look strange. So I did a silver. So my ceiling fixture is silver flush mount but then my sconces are black and bronze mm-hmm. or i'm sorry black and brass and i think you just it works because it's it fine. kind of fit you wanted it mm-hmm. to kind of fade off and exactly. that's what you accomplished and i love a two-tone i mean i yeah. think like the matte black and the antique brass right now is insane i think it looks so cool and yeah, so you've got some modern good stuff right too. now yeah. yeah um and really fresh <clears throat> yeah. i've seen a lot of pieces like that that look great. I almost feel like people overthink it a little too much. Sure. You know? Right. I think well, people I are think afraid to feel commit. like if it matches, then it it's, it's wor- right. it'll work. Right. Right. And you don't have to be afraid. It exactly. doesn't have to match. Right. Yeah. Why do chandeliers and sconces come with that stupid sticker on them that I can't get off? Well, that's because they're certified. UL. Yes. yes they're UL certified. So yeah. <laughs> they're just letting the customer know that they should have like a vote of confidence that like, hey, this has been Yeah, but protected. how do I get it off? Well, so here's yeah, what we ahead. do for our- She doesn't want to know what it means. She just wants to yeah. know how to get it off. Okay. Gugon helps. But what we do is when we ship chandeliers, since we have to have that notice on at least one of the candelabras um, on one of the sleeves, we ship an extra sleeve in the box that has that sticker on it. And then all the ones that you actually need for your chandelier do not have it. Thank you. So it makes it really easy for our customer to be like, check. I know that this is certified. I can use it for any place I need to, but I don't have to break out my Google on and sit yeah. there for hours. Well, typically in, in, in all of our lighting, it's not typically, it is the way it is. The The actual UL listed sticker is on the canopy of the hanging fixture or it's on the back plate of a sconce. That's where that is. That sticker we're talking about is UL. Mm-hmm. It has to be on there by UL standards as well, but it is telling you about the socket, socket rating. The only mm-hmm. is a 40 watt bulb in that. Yeah you know, in that socket. So yeah, you never read it. it. But if we go back to LEDs, <laughs> it's really a non-issue because they're, you know, like if you're going to, it said 100 watt max bulb, that's an incandescent. They don't even make a 100 right. watt LED that you can buy in your house. It'd be so bright, it would burn your eyes. So, mm-hmm. you know, with that said, you you can you use the extra the extra sleeve or you can clean off the sticker with some goo gone. It'll, it'll come off. And but I know a long time ago, off. you want them off the lights in the retail stores because you can't stand them. But by law, we'd have to have them there so the customer can see that, you know, and they know they can't put the noonday sun 
You but know, I go to people's Alex houses and, and they have not removed it. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't people don't notice stuff like that. Certain people it? don't. Yeah, I have some on it some sconces and I can't get them off. <gasps> and I will admit they're not from Ballard. Okay. Yeah, so you've taken the <laughs> sleeve off and tried to remove we can, it. We can get this done. Well, it's a it's a painted gold finish, Ooh. and it's oh, you're afraid you'll ruin the finish underneath too. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to just try to DIY paint it. Yeah. Take it off and then re-patch yeah. paint it? Yeah, yeah I, I think. think that'd be your best bet. Yeah. Because don't try to do it over the top. The other thing that I think people don't do is cut the dumb tag off of their lamp cords. That uh, thing, yes, that white cut tag. Cut it off, yes, people. I know. Don't yeah. Is that like you the mattress tag, too? Yes. Like, you're right. allowed to take that off. Right. I mean, <laughs> my mom was like, don't rip that off the other day. I'm like, you've had this for 15 years. I know, the you tag is all torn and it's ragged. That you cannot take this tag off. <laughs> I'm like, this is until you buy it. You purchase right. this. No one's going to come tag. after you. Like, there's not a mattress tag police. Yeah. There's not the same thing for a table lamp cord be. police. Right. Yeah, cut those off, people. Yeah, yeah. remove those. Never noticed. Yeah. You've never, never noticed? noticed? Well, they're usually down behind off? the sofa or something like that. So I you don't, don't see know, behind the sofa. Well, it's on holiday lights, too. Yes. So when you, like, I put a, you know, big garland around the front door and there's, like, 85 tags on it. Yeah, you have to get I sat there with these tiny, like, my um, eyebrow scissors <laughs> and cutting it forever because I didn't want to be that girl. No mm. attention for detail. I just don't get it. You know? <laughs> Where's the attention for detail? I wanted to go back quickly before we move past what she said because something um, that I wrote down because it piqued my um, some of my thoughts. She had mentioned a dining room light and kitchen island that's pretty common i think now with right. open concept a lot of people have that and i love the idea of not matching i just mm -hmm. think that's a great thing to do but in a kitchen island the thing to consider is when i'm in the work surface in my house i have down lights on there and i have i do have can lights in the kitchen that shine directly down directionally down onto the surface of the counter so if when you're choosing those pendants which are jewelry if they don't have downlining, you have to think about the task. So if that's where you chop vegetables, that's where you put together your favorite cake, you want to be able to see what you're doing. So consider that when you choose your pendants that hang there. If I were building a home or if I were remodeling a house, I would make certain that I had like three can lights, you know, over that in addition to the two junction boxes where I could hang my jewelry. Yes. So I got my pretty little earrings hanging and then I've got three heavy duty cans on a separate switch. I can turn those on so I can work. But if I'm having a cocktail party and I'm laying out some munchy foods out there for people, I can dim down my, my earrings, you know, cause that's <laughs> what they are to it, me. Then you can they're jewelry. Yeah. And you want them yeah. to be sparkly and pretty and inviting. Yeah. Cause they're gorgeous. I mean, that's, you spend a lot of money on those things. Yeah. And, and I think that's where you should put your money is in the jewelry. I love the, I love that final phase of decorating a house sure. you know mm -hmm. it's choosing the lighting so it's just it it's animated when you turn it on it's it's not just a, a a thing sitting here like a glass when you turn on the lights there's animation to that it's it's something emotionally it affects you yeah right. it's yeah. a personalized statement yeah that you're putting in your room mm -hmm. yeah should we or should we not put shades on chandeliers and are there any rules around that is it for looks or is it for functionality? What are you telling me? It's for I think it's a little bit of both. I think it is I mean, for I both. I think That's, it's yeah. the look that Long you story. want to put out there. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's also if you want to filter the light a little bit more and you don't want to be staring at, you know, sometimes a lot of the chandeliers that we have right now, you want to see that filament bulb and that's part of the yes. design of the chandelier. Mm -hmm. And then other times you want it to look um, like yeah. super finished off. So you want to put these shades on it that can mm -hmm. bring in a color. Um, and some personality into that room. 
Um, I've got a visual aid. Oh. <laughs> yes. I know you can't see this on the radio, but I brought in a tiny little lamp that has an LED and an incandescent because what you just said, cued that in. Because when you look at these things illuminated, you know, this just look at this by itself. But you can see Ooh. that's an incandescent and that's what we're used to seeing. So that's got sparkle. Do you yeah. see the sparkle? It's yes. kind of smudged with fingerprints. But again, that's a case you would probably want it. You could do a bare bulb with that. Uh -huh. But yeah. if you're switching over to these guys, you know, for the same equivalency, that's not so pretty. Yeah. I don't like seeing that. I know. And it's intense. You have but, it on a dimmer. So but again, this so, uses yeah. like two watts of power to give you what this is using 60. Right. So, right. but again, going to the shade thing, you want to cover that with a shade. And that's part of my issue I have now with, with these yeah. bulbs is I cover those with a shade because I don't like that look, unfortunately. Yeah. Especially when they're off and they're yellow. That right there. Yeah. Right. That's not pretty. It, yeah. It's just, it draws your eye to it for mm -hmm. some reason. But I think as LED technology continues to improve, I think we're going to see this change. And I have some of these in, in an opaque white as well, so that I don't have to see that at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't That's like the smart. white bulb as much, yeah. but can I use a, a shade on an old chandelier that I haven't switched out yet that I don't like? Will it help update it, or is it just going to look like I'm putting a lipstick on a pig? Mm. Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, I'd have to see the pig. I'd have to see the chandelier. And the shade of lipstick. I mean, I you think know, if so. you want to update it, usually you're pulling everything off. Your one of the big things oh, sorry, that we've I'll done at Ballard, you can put that on. I okay. was just going to kind of show, but the yeah. candle sleeve uh, is, you know, I think a while ago we used to have all the faux dripped candle mm, wax right. on all of our sleeves. Whereas Ew. now we're really trying to clean them up. Yeah. Um, and yeah. a lot of times we're making them metal um, to match the fixture and oh. not just like the white or ivory. Although sometimes I think that's great too. But I love kind of matching the sleeves to the color of the uh, fixture and then having them be smooth and sleek and yeah. not having the faux drip. I mean, because we were all so convinced that it was an actual candle, a real candle, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. The, the wax really, uh -huh. really was convincing. Yes. But so, in Christmas, it's nice to have drippy wax. That's what I put on the Faleen that was redone. I put drippy wax because it's Christmas time. You know, it's candles. You want drips. You know, but, <laughs> some do, some but do drippy not. drip you have on a lot regular of energy. ones. Yes, I yes. do. Yes, I do. Yes. But yes, I think shades can be amazing. I think they can totally <laughs> bring it more coastal. If you mm -hmm. have, we have a seagrass shade that kind of feels that way, or you can have some really fun pattern or prints brought into it. I mean, we, some of our customers send us pictures of holiday decorating from their chandeliers where they put a garland or really, you know, beautiful plaid bows on the arms of the chandelier, as well as um, coordinating with the shades. And I think it can make a really nice statement um, for the holidays and throughout the year. Right. Um, I kind of like both. It depends on the mood of the room. Yeah, right. The style. Okay. Yeah, I love a really simple arm chandelier that you can you can adorn with things like greenery at Christmas time, or you can put a floral wreath or something on it at you know real flowers on it during like Easter time or in the spring when you have some kind of a get together at your house. You know, just simple. You know, with just mm -hmm. a few arms, not with any crystals hanging on it. But that's also a fun thing to do. Yeah. And shades are a great way to dress up any chandelier. I think you know to put some pretty clothes on them. Right. <laughs> it's like so an accessory. Yeah. There you so go. Okay. I think we should skip our decorating dilemmas today, guys. We, is it late? Yeah. We, we had a lot to get through. Yeah. So I think we need to. I think is there anything good we didn't yes. hit on? Yes. Did we get we them We didn't all? hit on what's trending and the you, finishes. You talked on the shades. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we talked I a little bit about it. I say that rattan okay. is trending. Rattan. Rattan. <laughs> I was going to say artisan, very textural. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think that's big. 
I, I don't it. think brass is out, by the way. No. I don't either. Well, the antique, okay. but not I bright, shiny brass. I you said, is it on the way out? I was like, um, no, I do not think so. I don't think so. I, okay, great. I was, that was... You were just trying to, you were I was just trying, trying to, to stir me up, yeah. and it worked. Well, the, thing we, didn't, on the, way out. the thing we didn't mention was ceiling fans, and just, just to uh, say this... Ceiling fans sometimes have a practical purpose in a room and you have to have it. I have a, a couple of rooms that have to have fans in them. But if you don't have to have one, put up some piece of jewelry, something really pretty. And I don't like light kits on ceiling fans. Yes. Yes. My husband. He wants a ceiling fan in every room and he wants a light, light kit. Light kit. I don't but like them. why em. does he want the light with the fan? Because he mm. wants the more light, the better. Is what is what his, is he what like he's operating saying. on patients? I think he thinks he might be. He's he's got his, he's a food operator pretty much. He does all the cooking, so he's yeah. doing that. I but don't you know. don't have a fan in your he kitchen. He feels okay. like he gets like seasonally depressed, so he's like the more light the better. Yeah, but because that does he, make a difference, right? But I, I think maybe I just need a few more lamps. Yeah, sounds I think like it's you, time you to should like, exercise your employee discount. Mm-hmm. And yes, go to the store and buy some lamps. Yeah. yeah, I think we. I think if we add strategically place some floor lamps because mm-hmm. we already have can lights and table lamps. Maybe get some floor and then mm-hmm. definitely some sconces? bookshelf lights. Yes. Oh yeah, I love sconces. Do you have a walk-in I closet? If you have a walk-in closet, yes. put one of those panel lights in there that has like six thousand Kelvin and just have no, them go in there and stay in the closet. Not if there's a mirror. I'm trying to go down like that. What? Okay, wait. Can we all just agree that you should not have a ceiling fan in your dining room or kitchen? I, there's nothing to me more disgusting around under your food. But I do have one in my bathroom when I'm drying my hair, and it makes it cool, cool down. You have you know, a like a ceiling fan in your bathroom. Yeah, you must have it's a very just a large white, bathroom. It's just a white, like simple, and like. It's, I mean, when you have a lot of hair and you're trying to dry but see, that's it in the practical. Summer, that's what I mean. Sometimes there's a place where you're just unusual. Like, really, Did you, you put have it there? Have yes. I yeah. Interesting that choice. In my life. Okay. But yeah. nowhere. I mean, pretty much nowhere else. Just like but no use your air conditioner. Most <laughs> I just there's something fine. really weird to me or really gross about all of like has you don't anyone want to looked in your food? at yeah all the dust that's on your yes. ceiling fan blades it's not if you clean them Caroline yeah do, how often do you clean or your ceiling once someone. a month do you, do you really seriously? Yeah. yes why would you not yeah. Wait, is that there? a check do you have a checklist like yeah. a monthly no but like yes. they just are dirty yeah turn the fan off and look at the side of the blade that's yeah. taken that oh okay, well, you're so probably better than most people just want to clean it I mean get on your little step ladder and you get your little tool. And you wipe them all off. I just see it like every few months. I'll see it and I'll be like, oh my goodness, we got to get that. Turn that fan control. back on so I can't see that. Apparently, I need a checklist. Yeah. Wow, okay. And just wipe them down, girl. Okay. And I have the Swiffer um, yes, extension that's for exactly the what ceiling fan. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. They're smart people. Smart. Well, thank y'all so much for sharing yes, us today. We yeah. really appreciate it. Okay, and everyone, we are rececording this um, podcast also in video. Oh, so if you want to watch, <laughs> I know. If you want to watch the video of us chatting, chatting, feel free to go in there. We also have a really cute podcast room. If you want to see that too, maybe one day we'll yes. do a tour of it. Lovely. It's got we got some pink chairs. We yeah, have the some, famous some pink umbrella. chairs are right here. Um, yeah. We have a gorgeous chandelier. Thank you, Valerie. Yay. And um, and also, we're going to talk a little bit more about sizing, the size your chandelier should be in your room, um, how high you need to hang it over your table, just a little bit more in-depth about the size, because in the YouTube video, we can show you diagrams, and we felt like that would help a lot. So if you want to deep dive into that, go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ballard Designs, and check that out. And um, we're going to try to start doing more video or a podcast. So if you're interested, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. 
Don't forget to send your questions to podcastballarddesigns.net and let us know if you if you did watch the video on YouTube, if you liked it, um, just because we're curious if everyone <laughs> likes Thanks this. Be gentle. Or, yeah, L- for real. Lucky us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that we dimmed the lights enough in here. I know, seriously. <laughs> they've got 5,000 Kelvin in here, too. <laughs> bringing out all the red tones. Um, and let's see. Send your questions to podcastballarddesigns.net. Check out the show notes at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. And until next time... Happy Happy decorating. decorating!